Welcome to Reflections, a limited series exclusively for Patreon supporters of RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. This week we're recapping Season 4, Episode 8, titled Frenemies. My name is Joe Batance, and I am joined, as always, by one alcoholic, that was from last week, but I didn't write a new one, co-host, please say, to my cyber boyfriend, Evan Ayers. Hello, Evan Ayers. Hello. I don't believe for a second that you forgot to change it. You're just throwing shade. Hi. Well, I don't need to. Th- I don't need to throw shade. Your liver speaks for itself. Your liver. <laughs> let me tell you this. Your liver sent me a text message this weekend that said "help." That's all it said. Interesting. Yeah. It's not returning my calls. Um, yeah, because it's already. It's already. It's already uh, petrified. <laughs> like, what do you call it when it's like like it's been immersed in some liquid? Yeah. Like you, I'm gonna knight you, and your name's gonna be Sir Rosis. God, that's a horrible joke. <laughs> that was that, that was bad. awful. God, that, that was an wow, Evan, I mean, that, that was an Evan Air style joke. <laughs> that but, was that was some that was some me shake. Good for you. Yeah, you're welcome. But let me let me tell you this, Evan Airs, and I want everyone to know this. Evan Airs rarely messages me. Rarely, like I never get messages from Evan Airs, right? And I got messages like crazy from this Evan Airs, who now is into magic. He I'm not like, into magic. I was just perusing YouTube on my lunch break, and this came up, and I get very into things very quickly, but I'm not, like, following And now on. he's, like, obsessed with this magician oh, I'm not. named Shin Lim. Is this true? Is this true? Are you obsessed with Shin Lim? I'm not obsessed with it. I just think he's interesting. So he just won America's Got Talent, and so uh-huh. I just started watching all of his stuff, and he is really cool. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say I'm obsessed. Would you have sex with Shin Lim? Yeah, he's hot. Oh, you think Shin Lim's hot, too? Oh, he could Shin Lim. Absolutely. Oh, I'm so glad you made that joke, because now it makes up for my Sir Rosa's <laughs> We're even. Um, yeah, he's very attractive. But he's kind of like he's kind of annoying in that like he's like schmoozy almost. Oh, it's almost like cheap. But, mm-hmm. I mean, he's – I mean, so the reason why I asked you about him, though, is because I'm dumb as a bag of rocks. I don't know how, you know, things like magic works. Yeah. And so I wanted your opinion if I like – should I actually be impressed by this, or is this actually like just whatever – um, and you confirm that he actually is very good. So that makes me appreciate it more. Yeah. Am I obsessed with him? No, but do I appreciate him? Yes. Have you shown any of his videos to boyfriend of the heirs, Dan? Um, I don't think so. I don't think he would be really interested in that. Maybe he would. Be- and the reason I bring in Dan into the conversation, I got a random snap from a drunk Evan Ayers this week of his boyfriend just rambling on about something. What was he talking about? Oh, he, so we were having, we had a dinner night. I wasn't drunk. We had dinner night and we were hosting his coworker and his husband who we're very good friends with. And they were ripping on this, this, this like grown man that they work with that I apparently just started jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And that's there. He was literally impersonating this employee that just like has been talking in his office for weeks on end about jujitsu. Mm-hmm. And he was saying this person is like just so inarticulate and so, like, unable to really, like, say anything meaningful that he just sounds like he's, like, a 10-year-old camper, like, talking about the first time he went fishing. Mm-hmm. So that was what that was. I thought it was funny. Now, let me ask you this question. How was your week in general? Any big moments? You have, you know, we know you have this new job. Have you, have you grown accustomed to the new job? Have you made no, some bitch, friends? I'm so tired. Are you really? <laughs> I'm so tired. Um, it's, just, it's, been, it's just nonstop, which is good because before I had nothing but time and I went crazy. So I'm really enjoying being busy. I will say a highlight from this weekend, though, mm-hmm. was on Saturday, the night yeah. that, well, prior to those um, texts or those snaps I sent you, mm-hmm. me and my boyfriend and those two friends of ours, they bought us tickets to go see um, this Throwing Shade. Speaking of Throwing Shade, um, have you ever heard of this podcast? 
It's with Brian Safi and I don't remember her name. You're it's, being a dick. No, I really don't. I really don't know her name. Her name's Aaron Gibson. But I know. I know what you're. I know what you're doing, and you're being a complete dick. No, what am I doing? Go on. Go on with your. Crap, be, go on with your, to, Go on with I, your fantastic story. We went to the Kennedy Center and saw that. That was interesting, and mm-hmm. so that was cool. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed that. That was yeah. funny. How am I being a dick? Where did I go wrong here? I know Brian and Aaron. Oh, do you? You're I being a fucking dick. I know what you're doing. This is not I, funny. I actually don't really think I'm doing anything. I was just telling you a story. Okay. Wait. Hold, please. Hold. Uh, okay. I'm glad Taylor the Latte Boy therapist of the show and also co-host is here because he can tell you you're being a dick i i truly am not why would you randomly say i went to go see a podcast i did joe i'm not sure if i believe i believe that you that you did okay so what everyone should know is i wrote a film okay I can hear you smirking. I can actually hear I'm, you smirking. I'm not smirking, Joe. The Please next tell time, story. the next time there's an ambulance siren coming by your house, it's going to be because I called them to go pick up your dead body. And I don't know how I'll kill you, but I will do it. I wrote a film. Okay, the film went through uh, many drafts and different people, and I, I don't want to go into the whole story of the film, right? But a year ago. It came to be that Brian and Aaron were going to star in the film. Okay? So my co-writer and I, Shannon, we worked with Brian and Aaron extensively last summer. I would say for about three or four months, we saw them like twice a week. Okay? And uh, and then the movie just sort of, again, has been happening with this particular film, just didn't happen. In theory, it could still happen. Uh, Brian and Aaron are still attached to the film. Uh, Brian and Aaron email me sometimes just to check in. But I thought you were—I I thought you were being funny, like you knew that this film didn't go anywhere with Brian. No, and I don't know anything about this, so don't come for me, Fifi. Wait, wait, you're my friend. Chris is the producer of the film, uh-huh. right? And you randomly just bring up Brian and Aaron. I did not, it did not resonate that those were the two people. I, I've never heard of them before. I knew that she, I mean, aside from, I mean, I know the story, Joe, but like this, there was no way. Wait, you knew the I, story? You knew what story? Well, you mentioned that, I know that you wrote a film and that it was going to be picked up and these people were going to be it, but I didn't know it was them. Like, it just didn't click to me. This I knew that week, he was, I knew that, what? I'm sorry week? if I upset you, but I really didn't. I was not in trying to be there. I was going to just, just say that I went and saw a gay podcast this weekend. This week, the girls take a lie detector test, yeah. get paired up with their polar opposite queen, and sing and dance live to a Lucian Piani number. Willem and Latrice impress the judges with their performance numbers, while Sharon and Needles and Fifi O'Hara fail to win any friends on the judges' panel. William throws up William Willem throws up off stage just as Sharon and Fifi go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for... Their lives. In the end, Sharon Needles and Fifi O'Hara live to see another day as they are both spared from elimination because the contestant has broken the rules. In one of the most gang-worthy moments of the entire series, you fucked me up, Willem is eliminated from breaking the rules of the show and is ordered to sashay away. Evan Ayers, name two things you liked about the episode and one thing you did not. I really liked... The the drama 
Yeah. Although it was very contrived. And mm-hmm. when you watch it, knowing what happened, it's like such a force. But I love the drama of the lip sync. Mm-hmm. I remember watching this um, for the first time, not knowing and really being genuinely stressed that these two like stars of the season were one of them was going to go home. Mm-hmm. But I like the lip sync. Um, I enjoyed, um, I enjoyed Lucian and then I enjoyed Pamela Anderson. Um, and I did not like ruin that green dress. Oh God. Wow. That I forgot about that. Yeah. I think I'm going to copy you now. Okay. I know. Yeah. did not care for it. Um, she wears, why are we picking all the episodes where she wears green in too? I know. Well, you're the one picking the episodes. I want to tell everyone who's listening on Patreon, you know, if you're a Patreon supporter, you know we announced that these shows are happening live on Mixer.com slash Drag Race Recap, and people come in and they and they comment on, on as we talk, and we don't always, we don't want to stop the show, you know, uh, to just comment on <laughs> that. We, we do that after, we talk to them after the show. But uh, uh, somebody else, Lori Roggenkamp, uh, she just said something in the chat room that, that I, I want to address. She said, I'm going to see this really funny stand-up called Eliza Schlesinger. Let me tell you this, Eliza Schlesinger. What a horrible human being she is. I don't like her. I've never liked her. I've known her for years. She's a horrible human being. She's, to me, the female com- comedian equivalent of Fetch. Remember this Fetch from Mean Girls, Evan? Yeah. Well, what was the thing with Fetch on Mean Girls? It was never going to happen. Yeah, but like, who was the kid that kept trying to make Fetch happen? Um, Gretchen. Yeah, right. I don't know who it is, but she kept trying to make Fetch happen. I feel like TV networks keep trying to make Eliza Schlesinger a thing. She's a horrible human being. She's not a nice person. Stop interrupting me. She's a horrible human being. She's not funny. She's not a nice person. She's so not creative. I don't like her. And she and this Dustin Lance Black, they can fucking go to this Hamburger Mary's in West Hollywood and eat a big, giant fucking bag of dicks. What were you saying, Evan? I was going to ask if she was actually a bad person. Or she's a like bad why. person. She's not a good person. She's not a nice person. She's not a, a, she's not a kind person. She's not a talented person. She's not a creative person. She's a waste of air and space and human flesh. That means there were all... When her father came into her mother, there were all these sperm that were trying to get to the egg. Imagine all the amazing little sperm that couldn't get to the egg. You know, probably like there was the next Gandhi or the next uh, uh, the, the Mother Teresa, you know, the next uh, the woman who started the Red Cross. I don't know what her name is. Right. All these amazing people. The one that makes it to the egg is this Eliza Schlesinger. What a horrible, horrible human being. I will say this. I feel badly because you know, Schlesinger is such a German name. Um, I do feel bad. Her, her, her grandfather did die in the Holocaust. Okay. He fell off the guard tower. But they, see, that's even that joke is funnier than any joke that Eliza Schlesinger has ever made. She's a horrible human being. I don't like her. She's not, not I don't know anyone who likes her. I don't know she one, but every comedian doesn't like her. Everyone's like, ugh, why are they trying to make keep, and then this, uh, this last comic standing, NBC rigs it so that she wins it. I don't like this Eliza Schlesinger. I hate her, Evan. Do you want to talk about her, too? Do you want to talk about... Well, you know, you're bringing up Brian and Aaron and my failed dreams. Do you want to bring up Cameron, too? Do you want to talk about Cameron, Brian and Aaron, Eliza Schlesinger? What else do you want to bring up, Evan? Do you want to bring anything else up? I didn't bring her up. Okay. Two things I didn't like about the... I liked about the episode. I really enjoyed... Um, I you know what um this I remember watching 
this episode when it aired. Did you watch it when it aired, Evan? No. I, I wasn't in on Drag Race until, until like, probably season six or oh, five. Okay. Imagine we had, because this is episode eight. We had to wait until the finale to find out. Cause everyone thinking, was thinking the next week we would find out why she was eliminated. And they didn't really address the finale. We Everybody was gagging as over why uh, Willem was eliminated. We'll talk about it when we do recap the show in a second. But um, there's that. Two is another thing that I liked. Um, I'm going to tell you what I liked. We keep going backwards on this show. This Lucian Piani was so hot. Oh, it's so sad. Yeah, because I was just talking to uh, uh, our Lucian pianist, Alex Lefebvre. And I was saying, season four was only six years ago. How did he age 20 years? 30 years? Drugs. I guess. Right? But he, was so not- fu- he was so fucking hot in this episode. Also, you know, I want to ne- mention this. Like, I might forget to mention this. Because it only happens in the preview. And we don't cover the preview. What a horrible idea to have the people who were eliminated holding the check. Oh, I was going to bring that up too. I've, I, every time we watch it, I always am always like shocked that we forget about it. Like that's such a crap. And they do it. If you look at the outfits that they're wearing, they're wearing the outfits. Like they make them do it like right after they're eliminated. Oh, so it wasn't done like, okay, everyone let's all take turns doing this. No, it's like, oh, before you get out of drag, cause you've just been kicked off. I need you to hold this hundred thousand dollar oh, check and be sad. Oh my God. That is horrible. Oh my god, that's crazy town. That's crazy town. Uh, and then the one thing I didn't like, I'm gonna have to. St- well, you know, I'll be honest with you. I think the episode itself is just okay. Yeah, I think it's just okay, but, but it's the, important. But it's important, but it's just okay. So I'm gonna, because I, I, I'm with you on the green dress, and in fact, I was jealous. I didn't think of that first because uh, that green that uh, that dress and everything was awful. That whole combination was awful. It was not good. It was not cute. Anyway. Not cute. Not cute at all, at all. All right. After Jiggly's elimination, uh, the, the girls march into the workroom singing Jesus is a Biscuit as they prepare for the day's challenge. As Willem wipes off Jiggly's lipstick mirror message, the girls discuss Willem's performance, and Willem admits he didn't perform at his best. Fifi accepts the congratulations for her win just as Paul enters the workroom to announce this week's mini-challenge. For today's mini-challenge, one by one, You'll be hooked to a lie detector. A little lady go by the name of Polly Graff. Know her? I thought you did. Wow. All right. Uh, while it doesn't seem like this would be a visual mini challenge, for the most part, it was. Here's one interesting clip that seems to set up the rest of the episode. If Sharon Needles were the last lady boy on Earth, would you kai kai with her? No. That was Fifi. If... Fifi O'Hara was the last lady boy on earth. Would you kai kai with her? Yes. That was Sharon and Fifi talking about each other. After the mini challenge, no winner was announced. Instead, the lie detector was used to pair each girl up with the contestant who was least like her. The girls were paired up as follows. One, Willem and Latrice Royale. Two, Dita Rents and Chad Michaels. And three, Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles. Evan, give us your thoughts on the mini-challenge and all the events leading up to this moment. I don't know where Evan is. You know Evan's talking to you, Mike. I'm sorry, yeah. I'm sorry. Uh, uh, An ambulance just drove by. But, um... I pardon me. What wonders, is going on in your neighborhood that there's so many ambulances and needed? 
I live very close to a hospital. I live across the street from Howard University. So there's, there's the, I can, I can literally see the hospital, like, like the entrance to the ER from my, my apartment door. Um, that's going to come in handy when you have alcohol poisoning. Um, gee, I wonder if they like asked everyone a bunch of random questions, and then when Willem sat down, they like asked, "Are, are you sleeping with the producer?" Or like, whatever. Well, no, no, we had no. Willem, Willem. I think it was a series of things. I know he says because he had his boyfriend come in, but isn't this a season where they knew they were sneaking out of the hotels and stuff like that? Uh, it's. They, I don't know if they snuck out, but they tried to. Maybe I, I think that I don't know when when it started to get like really strict for them. I think it was after this season. Okay, yeah. Well, and I started. I mean, it started with Juju getting wasted in season two, and then yeah, I think yeah. this was when it started to get intense. But um, I thought it was interesting. I mean, you didn't need it to make him do a lie detector test to like prove which ones were the most opposite. You know? Yeah. Well, the, and clearly, do you think they really really using the results? To match well, them, was it even a real lie detector test? Like I mean, you, you just never know. But yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Not, because not, it was all true that they loved RuPaul's um, shoes that she designed. Those horrible, disgusting shoes, and they all like, oh, I love them. That? Yeah, I yeah, forgot. yeah, yeah. One well, of the questions is, do you like my iron? They're called like ironclad, I think. I my ironclad shoes that I designed, and everyone's like, yes. And it was oh, always yes, true. Work. Yeah, and no. they're all true. I was like, oh, that's right. Lie detector. Yes. The, uh, lie detector, all right. That, that, that should have gone off the charts. How yeah. disgusting those shoes are. Anyway, sorry, go ahead. Well, yeah, that's my thought. What about you? Um, You know, uh, you could tell, like, once you know what's going on, you can tell that there's, because they're, uh, they're spending a lot of time on Willem, but for really no reason. Uh, like he, they always he, cut to him. They yeah, always, there's, there's, yeah. a lot of inf- there's a lot of focus on Willem and his horrible hair. Yeah, it's not not a good time for his hair. No, there was something going on with the hair. Um, the mini challenge is kind of stupid. I like a mini challenge where there is a real competition and they win something. And there was no winner, and it was just like a way for RuPaul to do a bit and to set up that they're going to be together. But um, yeah, and you can. Uh, t- I, I mean, I go, go ahead. Go, go, well, what I was going to say is, you can tell that this is an episode where they know they're going to have Fifi and Sharon face off. It's, I mean, the whole episode is geared towards having them face off. And I'm going to, we're going to talk about this along the way. Fifi and Sharon are going to be a big focus of this episode. In fact, poor Dita Ritz and Chad Michaels get almost no love on this episode, but um, they're a big focus on our episode as well. So, uh, so, so, so far we're just setting up the episode. So I don't really have many thoughts, but uh, we're going to have a long stretch here where there's no thoughts. Cause what we're going to do is we're going to basically cover the whole story of the episode right now. And then we'll talk about everything that happened, but do you have anything yeah, else to say fair. before we get into it? Um, blah, 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 nope. All Let's right. Do it. Next RuPaul announced this week's main challenge for this week's main challenge. You need to put together a nightclub act sponsored by Nix Cosmetics. And you'll be competing as a couple of frenemies. Now, each pair will create costumes, choreography, and specialty lyrics to the original song, Better Than You. Oh, and tomorrow on the main stage, you'll be singing it live. What? (laughs) What? No lip syncing. In the workroom, the girls immediately get to work tailoring the song to fit their styles. Sharon and Fifi, whose relationship was the focus of the entire season, tried hard to play nice. Sharon, why don't we do like the alphabet, like a wicked thing? 
more like devil and angel. It's better. And it's how people see us. One's not copyrighted. Well, okay. we can play off that showgirl party city thing. We can just write party city, busted showgirl, as you are. <laughs> busted showgirl, which I'm sure you don't want to say about yourself. You want to call me postmortem glam or party city spook? I, I think party city spook is good. So I don't want to call you glamorous. During the table visits with RuPaul, the girls each get some time with RuPaul. None of the table visits are exciting except for RuPaul's visit with Fifi and Sharon. My heels always heighten the mood. My balloons have attitude. People never think I'm a dad. Yeah, right. Wow, was that harmony there? There's a lot of stuff going on there. After the table visits, RuPaul announced a minor twist. The contestants on the losing team would be forced to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The girls wonder aloud if they're emotionally ready to handle that twist. Next, the girls rehearse their numbers with composer Lucian Piani. All of the girls need some work on their performances, but Fifi and Sharon seem to be giving Lucian the most trouble. We just think, just do it normal with no gimmicks or anything right now. That heighten the mood My balloons have an attitude I do it so much better than you I do it so much better I do it so much better I do it so much I do it so much Okay, okay I feel like you guys are just trying to sing this a little too much The vocals are upstaging the lyrics You don't have to do the vocal stuff in a little bit Don't Christina it out all right, Evan, uh, what were your thoughts on this whole run of, of little scenes? Now, everyone should know, I left out Willem and Latrice's storyline. I left out Dita. Dita and Chad basically have no storyline. And yeah. honestly, I feel that they're just cramming in Willem because they know it's going to happen later. Um, but uh, there's really not much to them either. Yeah, there's. I mean, there's nothing going... I mean, there's nothing to Dita Ritz really at all this whole season, which, not to be rude, but... yeah. Um, and Chad has her time later. Um, yeah, I, I, I do like that Fifi calls Sharon out for, for like giving her, oh, you know, busted showgirl, but you can call me spook house glamour. Like, bitch, that's so, that's so rude. First of all, you can't compliment yourself and expect the other person to, to take the hit. What did you um, think I was going to say when you brought up Brian and Aaron? By the way, I have no problem with Brian and Aaron. I like them. But what did you think I was going to say? What, what, what was your anticipated reaction? I don't know. I thought you were going to be pissed at me because I brought up another podcast on your podcast. Because I know how much you love when people talk about other podcasts on this podcast. I don't podcast. care about catching. I mean, I don't care about throwing shade. They're the way. They're like, that's like me going like, don't talk about other people who who write things because uh, you went to go see Stephen Sondheim. Like, like, not. I mean, not the. But their their show is very. I mean, they went to. The, they were doing the Kennedy Center. You know. Yeah. Um, so like their show is huge, but. Uh, um, I was just really gonna. I don't know what you were gonna. I don't know what you were gonna say, but I could hear immediately that you were upset with me, and I'm terrified. Well, so. I, well why were you terrified? I was. I thought you were because fucking I've with only. Me. I feel like I've only ever offended you when I've absolutely meant it. Meant not to. Like I was just telling you what I did this weekend. Mm-hmm. So I was shook by how. And I think you. And got why a little, did you bring up Eliza Schlesinger? She probably did it. I didn't bring her up. You just admitted you did. No, I didn't. Fucking Lori Roddenkamp put it in the in the chat room. She's the one that that wrote it. I didn't. I don't even know who that is. 
I had to Google her while you were ranting about her. She's a horrible human being. Yeah, so I've heard. She looks like the. You know what? The the Eva Braun is less evil than her. I don't even know who that is. Hitler's girlfriend. Heard of that one? Anyway, what were you going to say about uh, your thoughts on all this stuff? (sighs) Did you Um, did you like Brian and Aaron? Did they make you laugh? uh, She did. He didn't really. Oh, really? I thought she and they had um, they had Shannon Watts join them. Mm-hmm. She's like the woman who she started that big like uh, Moms for Action, like mm-hmm. the you know gun violence thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought she was the funniest of all three of them. But Shannon Watts, well, she just was like a funny bit. Um, oh, okay, but it was cute. I mean, I just I just enjoyed it. I didn't I hadn't been to the County Center in a long time. Are your friends um, big fans of Brian and Aaron? They're huge fans. Oh, they so bought, they, oh, wait, so they bought. They bought the T-shirt. They they oh, were so you I mean, could drop that. Dan, you could, dro- you Dan could Dan drop and I that name. Like, what you could drop that. You could be like, oh, the guy do the post. He they're gonna be in his movie and everything like that. Yeah, I mean, I, it's funny that I had literally had no idea about this when I was seeing them. I mean, I obviously recognized them, and I'd seen them both in the the Gay of Thrones bits. But I oh yeah, because she created Gay of Thrones. Yeah, yeah. And then uh-huh. he's he's been like a guest on it a few times, but mm-hmm. um. Yeah, it was fun. I mean, it was cute. Again, Dan and I had a good time, but it was a very interesting crowd. There were people there who were diehard fans. Oh, really? And, like, jokes that I just, whoa. Like, just well, obviously I think Trixie, Mattel is a huge fan of theirs. And, yeah, uh, I actually listened to the one that Trixie was on because I saw that she was on the show. Yeah. So I listened to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was an enjoyable evening I'm of I'm going to tell you something. What? I know Brian's listened to the show. That's cool. Mm-hmm. And he just got divorced. <gasps> what? Yeah, he, that was like a big thing he talked about. Like his husband left him, <gasps> or, they, or or they agreed to split, whatever. Oh my god! You but, see, I, I mean, they're like they're like friends that I know from like work. I'm gonna have to. Oh, I can't wait to talk to Chris about this. Oh, yeah, they're not together. That was like a huge. It, so there was a bit. Like he kind of went on this like you know he. I guess the way they do the show is like he talks about gay things and she talks about women's things, and half of his were just kind of like. Um, yeah, I, I've listened. Half, <laughs> listened to obvi- half it was like obvious grinder jokes, and then the other half he was he was like this like serious like tangent about like happiness and worth and blah blah and like finding yourself without being with anybody else. It was like it was it was a little heavy, and of course he was like saying this about, like it's never too late to like start your life over and leave somebody. And of course me and Dan are like with our married couple who are always like we're getting divorced tomorrow, we're done. Like they're just always over each other. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of uh, awkward, but. Yeah, it was funny. You know what's so funny is um is this weekend I uh I met some people. I don't know, we'll talk about this later. All right, go. So what were your yeah. thoughts? People um, are probably like, um, wait, what are the ones talking about the show? Yeah, okay. they're like, what the fuck. Um Fifi and Sharon, um, you know, it's a little forced at this point for maybe watching it in hindsight, but um if you don't if you are watching this for the first time and you don't know what's gonna like you don't see this coming, then you probably should not be allowed to own a tv you know like it's just so obvious you know what i was gonna tell you is i can't believe you didn't bring this up when we did the last episode you talked about how fifi and or sharon have said that they played up their feud yes okay you can tell that here so here's my theory i feel that they really did get in that Busted ass, tired ass showgirl slash party city. I think I feel that was a real fight. But then back at the hotel where we clearly know that they were going across the street, someone in the chat room said knew the team that they were going across the street to the mall. Fifi got a cell phone. They were seeing a lot of each other in the hotel. 
And I feel off camera they made up at some point, you know? And then they probably decided they probably saw the, what the producers were doing, and they decided, you know what, we've made up, but we realize that the producers want this to be a thing. Let's play into it because it seems fake in this show, and it seems like they genuinely do get along. And they'll be like, "Oh, I like Sharon. I mean, I don't hate her as much, or something like that." You know? Yeah, yeah. And and, it, and the parts where they're trying to fight now, or seem like they have problems with each other, they really kind of don't seem like they really do. Yeah, I think they they both, and I I think it was Fifi that said it first, but they both realized that like wait, this is like a big thing. You know, like we can really make something out of this in terms of like a storyline or the, the will be memorable characters for this. And I think they made up after the party city fight and then they obviously picked up on this and yeah, they knew what they were doing. Yeah. They knew what they were doing. All right. Uh, it's elimination day and Fifi and uh, Fifi strangely seemed Fifi and Sharon seem strangely seem to be getting along. Sharon discusses her love for her drag family, while Willem shares that he really has very few drag friends. Earlier in the day, though, everyone seemed to notice that Willem was particularly quiet. Do you notice that Willem is low energy today? She seems really quiet, girl. Usually Willem has these one-liners that she just shoots out and throws, but she's not speaking to anyone, and she just doesn't seem like herself. How you feeling today? You all right? What? Are you feeling okay? Um, yeah. It's nothing to do with this. Nothing? Okay, let's talk about this really quickly. What are, okay. you, what are your thoughts here? On the Willem? Like, what, oh, and, the, I, you, you, you can talk about anything Elimination Day, but yeah, on the Willem thing. Um, yeah, I mean, I think, so, I listened somewhere that they're, on this particular day, like, Willem's talked a lot about how the the standards of, like, production for this season were terrible in terms of, like, there was, like, really no food for them. Like, there, a lot of things just weren't, like, handled properly. And I think this, I think on this day, he's mentioning that, like, they had, like, a really late and, like, light lunch. And so he was already, like, feeling sick and he was hungry. And then I think that he knew that he already had had the conversation with, like, the producers that he was being eliminated, but they couldn't just oh, kick him off. Oh, he knew? Apparently he knew that this was happening and like they were aware of it and that, but of course you can't just like, he he has to, something has to happen, obviously. Mm -hmm. Like he he just like can't show up. So I think he just like probably felt like shit, didn't want to be there. Cause this is the one time that you hear him speaking and it's not obnoxious. Like he sounds like an actual person that's like kind of upset about something, you know, Mm -hmm. he's not putting on a shtick. He's not like singing how beautiful his boat is or how it's right to be the winner. It's like, this is the only time that I've ever like you ever hear, hear him speak like this. So I think he's probably disappointed or just like is probably just fucking over it. And he hates these people probably and just can't wait to leave. Oh, so I didn't know. And, and I, I, you know, when, uh, you know, Willem and Alaska have a show called uh, Race Chasers. So when they finally get to season four in a year or so, two years, a year and a half. Uh, it'll be interesting to hear uh, how oh, he's rip it. Yeah, all the inside tea. But I know he's talked a lot about it. I didn't know that he knew he was being eliminated. I, I, but you can tell he's been spoken to. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. That's 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 a better way to say it. he's definitely been spoken to, and he knows that the jig is kind of up. Yeah, he he realizes he's in trouble. He doesn't. Yeah. He, like. he looks like a kid who just got in trouble. Yeah, yeah. And, I bet you. I would expect maybe he probably knows he's in trouble. Is expecting they're going to lip sync, and then he just thinks they're going to send them home. You know? Yeah. 
but uh yeah i don't but know yeah, but, it's but, weird it's yeah. yeah it's i mean it's also it's rare that like this is also a weird bit because like on the show normally like they're not going to spend time like oh it's not it's not this is bothering it's not it's not about the challenge i'm just upset about something well they're obviously going to tell you what that something is you know mm-hmm. yeah, yeah yeah like yeah, it's yeah. very clear something has happened off camera well so. i think they're trying to make a thing like he's sick Oh, true. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. It's Elimination Day. And, well, we did that one. On the main stage, the girls perform their rehearsed number live in front of the judges. Now, this is what we're going to do. We're going to play the whole, because they, they actually, I was going to, like, edit out the talking over, but that would be really hard, because they actually talk over the music. And so we're, you're going to hear the confessionals over the music. That's fine. But I also like that RuPaul verbally introduces each one as well so we're going to play the music in the beginning but evan and i will stop it from here and there and talk about each number but here we go the song is called better than you and here it is sung live on the main stage and i gotta get and do it right here we go first up latrice and willem i'm latrice and i'm the host show uh-uh it's a competition i thought you know well at least my mustache don't show I do it so much better than you. Excuse me, sir. Uh-huh. I feel good vibes coming from this. I do. Willeman's in it to win it. I'm in it to win it. Let's do this damn thing. Your lip sync is always behind. <laughs> At least my dresses don't make them blind. I do it so much better than you. I'm a legendary. Makeup abuser. I'm the best. And Willem falls here. Being a loser. (laughs) All the jokes land. Any chance to be on stage is a chance to shine. I do it so much better. 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 I do it so much. I do it so much. I do it so much better than than you. (laughs) So much much better than than you. Okay. Evan, thoughts on uh, Willem and Latrice? Oh, they killed it. They killed it, and I think the best, the best bit of that that you can't see, but it's they they have an interaction where like you can like Willem pretends like kind of be spooked by Latrice, and he like kind of runs away from him. Her, uh-huh. that's my favorite part of the whole performance. Um, but no, I think they objectively they they deserve to win. I thought it was very funny. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. Um, I don't know, but we'll, we'll, we'll let's see here. Let's go to the next. I, I, well, RuPaul will say who's next. Stevie O'Hara and Sharon Needles. I wear heels that heighten the mood. My balloons have attitude. People never think that I'm a dude. You're right. I do it so much better than you. You little devil, you. Let's state facts. You're orange, not tan. This coming from Miss Marilyn Manson. Well, I'd rather be pale than have a tan in a can. I do it so much better than you. I think she added a teaspoon or two of Christina Aguilera, but that's another matter. I'm legendary makeup abuser. I'm the best at being a loser. I do it so much better. I do it so much better. I do it so much better than, than you. I could tell that the judges looked a little bored. I'm going to be so pissed if this cheesy song and dance number sends me out of here. So much better than you. Woo. Chad Michaels, right. Wait, Dina on. Ritz. Hello, ah. Dina Darling. Hello. 
Okay, sorry. Yeah, we don't even uh, need to listen to that one. Yeah, we. Um, but what were you? <laughs> I know, seriously. What were your thoughts on uh, Latrice and I'm not on uh, Sharon and Fifi? Oh, I just don't understand how Fifi could have done this and then gone back on All Stars Two and thought that she should be singing at the talent show. Fifi clearly thinks she's a really good singer. Oh, and that's the one that wants to sing the most. Yeah. Your friends that your friends that are really talented singers don't just walk around singing or suggest that they sing all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was tough. It was that was tough. I also don't know why she said her name, Christina Aguilera. She says her, her last name funny. Um, the lyrics were fine. I think visually, they obviously like kind of went for the cheap, mm-hmm. the cheaper. I'm I'm assuming they wouldn't let them do Alphabet and and Alpha because of the copyright. I don't know. It's a tricky one because the witch isn't copyrighted. I think it's hard because it depends. They ran into this problem when they did the Wizard of Oz challenge uh, in season eight. So, like, you the the only thing you can't do is you can't do the MGM Wizard of Oz. So you can't have Ruby. Any changes that the that MGM did to the Wizard of Oz from the book. But the book, mm-hmm. the Wizard of Oz book, is in public domain, so they could have kind of done it, um, but they couldn't do like ruby red slippers. They couldn't look like the Judy Garland Dorothy. They, I see. I they see. could do it okay. off the book. So I wonder if the I, I don't I don't know Wicked that well. I don't know if there's anything unique about. Uh, they clearly couldn't call her Elphaba. That's what for sure. Yeah, you know they couldn't say that the character Elphaba, but uh, yeah, they could do the Wizard of Oz. But uh, anyway, uh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, it was yeah, it was fine. Again, it, it, it's it's definitely interesting. Only hearing it versus seeing it, hearing mm-hmm. it just highlights uh, how out of sync they are with each other. But it was a mess. What about you? Uh, yeah, it's a total mess. And I think I think actually Sharon's doing okay. It's Fifi trying to do too much. And oh, she's but, she's oh, so she's they, so much in this. But they co-wrote those horrible lyrics. Well, I mean, the lyrics were cheesy, but like. Yeah, the Marilyn bad. Manson thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Well, that was a that was okay. A, so now we get... a slant a slant rhyme. <laughs> what? Like what's like what's like when something doesn't really rhyme, but you try to oh, make it? Oh yeah, rhyme? I don't know what it's called, but maybe you're right. All right, here we go. Now we're gonna go to uh, Chad Michaels and Dita Ritz, which I don't even go... remember it. So I'm gonna get to hear it. Again. No. Okay, here we go. Yeah. Dita Ritz. Hello, Dita darling. Hello, Chad. How are you? I'm a legend. Well, that's debatable. <laughs> I never. I wear heels that heighten the mood. My balloons have attitude. People never think that I'm a dude. I could hear my voice kind of shaking a little bit. Paul is right in front of you. Don't fuck it up. When I do share, you can't take it. With all this cheesecake, I can't fake it. Cheesecake, fake it. Please don't break <gasps> it. Oh my God. I do it so much better than you. But at least my face moves when I frown. I'm a legendary makeup abuser. Oh, dad, <laughs> I'm the best at being the loser. Oh. I do it so much better. I do it so much better. I do it so much. I do it so, I do it so much better than than you. So much better than you. Oh, Dita, you bitch! <laughs> Thank you. All right, your thoughts on Chad Michaels and Dita Ritz, Evan Ayers. Oh, um, only thing I just caught. I'm sorry. The, my balloons of attitude. My, my high heels heighten the mood. Do they all have? Do they all open with that line? Yeah, it seems to be that there's like the beginning and end are written by Lucian, 
Right? Okay, because I was then, thinking, I was like, we heard Sharon fucking yeah, yeah. scream at the blood. I was, I and I, I probably and I guess remember I, that. But I think like the um, middle, they can they can ad lib. Yeah. Okay. Then that's then yeah. Um, it wasn't terrible. I mean, I think they, I think if they they would have been in the bottom too. I think if there wasn't a, a story to push, you know, I didn't think I didn't think it was good. D- Dieter sounds terrible. Yeah, but is it worse? Because then they had an ending where they pulled Chad's dress off. Yeah, it was funny. I mean. I think is it, okay. That's that's my question to you. Which is better, Sharon, Fifi, Dita, and Chad? Better, not worse. Which one's better? Uh, Dita and Dita and who's he? What's it? Chad, I think is better. Okay, so then, so yeah, it doesn't seem Rigamoris here because if yeah, it was Rigamoris, no, right. they would have had Latrice and Willem lose. Yeah, no, you're right. I'm trying to think about like a scenario that would change that. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, well now it's time. You know what time it is, Evan? I haven't. I've I've given those two zero thought in this episode. I'm sorry. Oh, wait, I forgot to do the song. And what is the song for season four again? The runway song? Yeah. Oh, shoot. Um, I don't even know. I think Hang it's on. Jealous of My Boogie, actually, isn't it? No, that's season two. Um, shoot. Oh, what well, it's it? going to be Glamazon today. I think it is actually this. It's definitely this. Wait, I got to lower it all right, Evan, it's time for the looks. Do you want to go over the looks? What do you want to do here? How are you going to do this? Um, I don't have it in front of me, but... You don't? Uh, I, there's a link in the script like there is every week. I'll grab it. I'm sure if Brian and Aaron were here, you would uh, not have made this mistake. You can fist yourself. Um, so the looks, the looks, the looks. So I'm, I'm trying to do this thing where I, I stay in the zone and not look at my computer mm-hmm. um okay so we could do let's just do the ones that like the ones that stand out because there were more important more important things all right first up chad michaels she's wearing some sort of like long blue dress i can't really see her shoes and there's like a weird fringe or something that runs down the middle and a big pink poofy thing i can't describe looks at all she, she honestly looks like a dildo like a rib dildo oh she kind of does actually or you know what she kind of looks like a loofah. Oh well, yeah, if you you know like when you like are cleaning your dodo off and then you just leave it in the shower next to the loofah. That's all mm-hmm. we've got here. Um, yeah. Okay. So what? Boot tutor boot. Boot 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 the house down. Uh, next up is Dita, who is wearing a very short yellow dress and these yellow pumps, and she also has a loofah. I mean, obviously they try to do like do some. Oh yeah, because they this. were yeah. Because um, they were... this looks terrible. I mean, nothing. Nothing. Dita wore on Drive Race was boot was tootable. My opinion. Are you okay? When, I'm sorry. Are you okay? Yeah, I just burped. I'm just trying right. to like burp into the mic. I'm sorry. I'm better. Um, yeah, she does not. She looks better than Chad, I think. But this is a, this is a mess. What is this and, cheesecake thing she's always talking about? Um, I believe it's a Paris is Burning reference. Oh. Cheesecake. Oh, che- yeah, it is Paris is Burning. Cheesecake. 
right. Um, there's a there's a line. One of the queens are like they scream. I think it's at one of the balls, which is funny because at the time I watched, it, I was like, "What the hell is this girl saying? This is so stupid." Mm-hmm. And it's actually like a very clever reference to an iconic bit of gay history. Mm-hmm. So, um, Tudor boot, but, boot. Yeah. Oh yeah, boot too. Big old boot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latrice. Oh, I forgot. Latrice gives us like this little reveal bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Latrice is wearing a. At first, a pink little dress with, you know, this big curly hair. And then I believe, if I remember correctly, she just pulls it down and it becomes, um, I don't is it like a, is it a corset? Is that what you call it? It's hard to see. Yeah, I don't know what those, I don't, you're asking the wrong person. There seems to be like an arrow pointing towards her cooch though. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I think this is kind of daring for her. Mm -hmm. And I think she even mentioned how she like, doesn't always feel confident in these things like showing off her body so i think this is a great look for her and i definitely toot it okay Very what good. do you think um yeah i like it i like it I, I pretty much like anything latrice does and she you know she's probably one of the best if not the greatest big girl they've had on the show oh hundo yeah mm-hmm. I, I just i yeah yeah i feel like anyone that has never appreciated drag needs to just like see latrice you mm-hmm. know i think she's good uh next is fifi Fifi is wearing an angel-inspired costume. It's silver, and it looks like she has like um, I see, like supposed to be a cloud wrapped around her. Is that what she's going for? Do you think? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that. Yeah, maybe like a cloud. Uh huh. Yeah, it would look uh, better without the cloud. Actually, it was, I was just gonna say it's kind of distracting, mm-hmm. and it's it's not a hideous like outfit, but it, I mean, it just it looks cheap and costumey. Mm-hmm. Um. But I guess that's what they're going for. Yeah, she looks fine. Her her bronzer and her makeup is so intense. Mm-hmm. She's so orange. Look how orange you fucking look, girl. That's where this really came from. Um, Do you think they were doing... Because Don't they make fun of her tan in the songs? Maybe she was doing it up to highlight that? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And then um, Sharon has that read for her. It's like, what kind of makeup do you use? Sherman Williams? Which I actually think is kind of funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a very whatever toot. It's it's harmless. Okay. Um, I'll give it a. What's a half toot and boot? Uh, the rule on that show is that you have there's no in between. It's a toot or a boot. I'm gonna give it a boot. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Uh, next up is Sharon. Who Sharon is the devil, and she's wearing um red a red dress that comes like above her knees with a little poofy action going on. That's li- people who know things about fashion are probably rolling in their like rolling their eyes. But I don't know no why idea. we do the looks then. I don't like talking about it. You don't know what you're talking about. Well, no, but I, I appreciate when they. I appreciate an amazing look though. These are all just like whatever looks. Um, this looks like it's made of the same fabric that Chad's dress is made out of. So I wonder if they made this. Oh, I don't know. Because would she would she have known that she was doing a devil inspired thing? I I don't know. Oh yeah, um, good point. Yeah, because I mean, obviously they give them they give them a, a a list before they come out there, but this seems like it was a very like specific kind of had been thing. Um, yeah, it looks fine. It's nothing crazy, but it's I like you will tend to to anything Latrice wears. I've never seen Sharon in something that I didn't like. So I'm gonna tell you something. I don't really like this outfit. I don't like the wig on her. I don't like this outfit. Of all the Sharon looks, it's my least favorite. I'm a big Sharon fan. Yeah, well, and this is the one that she didn't really get to create herself, so that says something about her. Yeah, there you go. Um, and then last up is Willem, and Willem is wearing essentially the same thing as Latrice, minus the arrow to her cooter. 
Um, she looks like Jessica Simpson, and the hair is awful. Yeah, but she probably already realized she was in trouble and going trying to put the best face on it. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Like, why try? Yeah, I mean, I've her, actually never been a wh- fan of Willem's looks. She has some fun ones, but it's it's kind of hit or miss because she's so. I don't know if I would call Willem pretty. Mm-hmm. Is you know what am I trying to go for here? Like I'm, I've. It's always hard for me to like to uh, when someone like as as her stature and her like acts the way that she acts. I've always had a weird uh, like way that I like I appreciate Willem's drag versus other queens. You know, mm-hmm. like she spends so much time and money on her looks, but I never think of her as being like a look queen. No. So, but I mean, she looks f- good. That's a toot. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll give it a two, two. I'm, gonna, yeah. I'm feeling generous today towards uh, Willem since she gets kicked out. All yeah. right, and that is the looks. All right, here we go. Um, back on the main stage, RuPaul announced Latrice Royale and Willem as the winners of the challenge. The pair walked to the back of the stage. As RuPaul got ready to announce the losing team, Willem seemed to have a serious problem. Come to a point in the competition where every decision is a painful one. Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles. I feel kind of like gut bubbles because I feel really sick. I didn't want to make RuPaul wait. I didn't want to make any of the guest judges wait. I'm sorry. So I tried to throw up off the stage. It's really not cute. After Willem composed himself, RuPaul carried on and named Fifi O'Hara and Sharon Needles as the losing team. This forced the season's biggest enemies to go head-to-head in a lip-sync battle for their lives. The song. Not not Glamazon. That would be good, though. It was. Now, look. I'm going to tell you guys something. Shut the fuck up. I don't have the (laughs) RuPaul... And, um, I can't remember her name, uh, version of the song. Okay, I only have the original. Um, give us some pointer sister realness. Yeah. It, no, it's, uh, the Weather Girls. But, uh, so you're just gonna deal. It, it plays under this while we talk anyway, not playing that much. Anyway, uh, we can debate who won the lip sync. All right? Oh, I would like to enjoy, I, yeah. But in the end, it didn't matter. No, and you knew, and you could tell it didn't matter because they kept cutting to Willem during the damn lip sync. Yeah, I know. Seriously. Also, can I just decide? No, yeah. I don't. I didn't appreciate the the vomiting chunks that I could literally hear. <laughs> like, well, they added awful. that. That was so clear, oh, and that, you can know, see that like, there's like. I wonder why they didn't bring a trash can or something because you can see a PA right there next to her as she's throwing up. Yeah. They're like, you know what, bitch? You're gonna sleep with our people. Like, we're gonna make you. We're gonna no, make. No, Willem this didn't sleep with anybody. Willem was bringing in her husband. Oh, it was Pearl that slept with the... I heard yeah. that she fucked a producer. Oh, maybe she did, but not 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 during the show. Oh, I thought it was Will. I... Yeah. Okay. Um, any, but that's a good question right now before we get to the shocking twist. Who do you think won the lip sync? Sharon. Hands yeah. down. Hands Sharon, down Sharon, 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 Sharon. Sharon, hands down. You're, I agree with you. Like, um, hands down. This is the... <laughs> Fifi does that, like awful attempt at a death drop oh it's horrible hard that's just as bad as taking a wig if you can't do a death drop just don't even but do don't even it, like if you can't commit to it fully 
and I'm just like if you don't have another wig on underneath, don't take the wig off. If you know for a fact that you are not a trained professional in how to death drop, don't even try it because it's kind of a try hard thing anyway at this point. Don't do it like that. But I think at that time the death drop was still kind of new, right? I hadn't hadn't dropped yet. And I don't think anyone really. Well, Shangela dropped death, did the first death drop. How's her death three. drop in season three? It was. I mean, it was as good as any of them are now. She like sm- slaps the floor, and it's when like Michelle like gasps. She's like, "Oh!" Like she gets scared. It was so shocking, or so quick. I don't know. Uh, this uh, Aja's pretty good. That fucking death drop. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Give me Aja jumping off a box, or don't give me anything. Is she gonna jump from there? Yeah, give me Aja, or give me like Kenny Davenport, like yeah, doing it off the stage. Right. Um, but to your point, yes, I think Sharon. Mopped the floor with her, and she uh, definitely, definitely, definitely would have would have stayed if this was the if they actually were lip syncing. All right. Well, after the song, after the song, RuPaul delivered a shocking twist. Ladies, I have made my decision. I'm very fucking nervous. It was my first time having my fate dangled in front of my face. Here it comes, Willem. <gasps> Will you please step forward? Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, so dramatic. I remember just being my holding my breath when I saw this. I was like, what's yeah. going on? What the hell is happening? Willem, you won tonight. Which there should have been a hint. Sorry to interrupt it there. But when they won, when they go to Willem in the confessional, he's already he's crying in the confessional. Yeah, he's saying how it's cool that he won. Yeah, 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 yeah that's yeah, a good yeah. point. Yeah. Because you are a beautiful and talented queen. But it has come to my attention that you have broken the rules. Rules that are in place to protect the fairness of this competition. Your actions have consequences. And I'm afraid you leave me no choice. Willem, I have to ask you to leave the competition immediately. Mm. Now, sachet away. And then it turns out that RuPaul tells Fifi O'Hara and Sharon O'Neill, Sharon O'Neill's, Sharon O'Neill's, Shantae, you both stay, and they live to see another week. Evan Ayers, your thoughts on this moment? Any final thoughts on the episode? Tell me everything you think. Um, big deal, big moment. I, to be honest, I mean, we still I mean, we're debating it kind of here. I still don't know what this bitch did. I think it's really interesting. I think knowing, um, I encourage anyone who hasn't already done it to look up. Um, some things that Willem has tweeted to Leslie Jones when Leslie asks kind of what happened or was like asking for behind the scenes stuff, you find, you learn that Willem throughout the filming of season four was, I think a, a big problem for production. I think cause she's been on these like SAG, was that what it's called? A SAG set, a SAG union set or whatever. Like she's been in television before. I think she had like a more uh, balanced understanding of like a professional environment. And I think yeah, she, but was she was really... there as an actor before, not as a, a reality show contestant. Right. But to her, but she's used to being treated a certain way on, you know, and she, I think she I would acts like she was like the star of the show. She was just doing like a guest spot, but okay, go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. She was not, she was always like the dead person that got, or she got yeah. like hit by a car and then got raped in prison. Like that was her character in all these shows. 
but she's familiar with that. I think that she just had this like um this perception of herself that I don't think that they liked very much. Mm-hmm. And so I think that she I think she was good. I mean, they was probably frustrating because she's amazing television and she's a great contestant, you know, objectively, mm-hmm. but she probably was really miserable to deal with. And as she's talked how she, she felt it was miserable there. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of sad because I think Willem, obviously there was no way that Willem was going to win drag race from mm-hmm. what I'm, my understanding is there was no way they were going to give it to her. Mm-hmm. And so it sucks that it came to this. Um, but I think she also knows, like she knows the second this happens that she is going out like she's making history. And that's, I mean, Sharon says at the next episode, it's the most punk rock thing that's ever happened on the show at the time. It's getting kicked off, you know, mm-hmm. not eliminated, kicked off. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this was the beginning of, you know, reasons why things like Valentina's elimination is still so shocking. The, the reason before Trixie came back, like the what if thing, you know, I think mm-hmm. this was the first one and this really um, was a big deal for the show at the time. Mm-hmm. And it still is. But you, um, you know, I was actually, in, you know, in my head because I have, I don't think I've seen this episode since it aired, and in my head, the sh- the episode was as a whole better than I thought it, it was. I thought it would be. My memory had the show episode being better than it was. It's not. It's not a terrible episode. It's just a very kind of run of the mill episode. Yeah, and they're just prolonging to this this inevitable moment so let me ask you this question because i you know i saw that you've watched the entire you've binged all of season four were there any episodes in season in season four that we missed like you're like you know what actually now that i've watched all of season four again i would have done did you pick the right episodes you wanted to talk about no we should have talked about the um the episode before um, I think it's a B, uh-huh. where they have to film a mini commercial for one of RuPaul's greatest hits. Okay, that's a good episode. Okay, but that's the because, only one you would have done extra. Yeah, I think it's the only one I've done. Okay, uh, I mean we could still do it at some point. There's nothing. There's nothing yeah. we can't. I mean, jump around. yeah, I don't regret doing this episode because I think it was it's important to talk about. But but like I said, um, you can do more than two episodes in the season. But like you're not going in chronological order. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, but the episode is fine. It's an important. It's it's look. If you're doing, let's say you're a new listener to, not a new watcher of RuPaul's Drag Race, and you're like, I don't want to go back and watch all of the old episodes. I want to see the important episodes, even though it's a very run of the mill episode. It you have to see this episode. It is important. It's referenced a lot. It's an important episode in the show. It was gag worthy at the time. It's like. A very, very, it's a milestone episode in the yes. history of the show. So anybody who's doing a, uh, like, I wanted to see the episodes I need to see before season 11 starts, you, ha- you have to watch this episode. Yeah. You have to watch this episode. You have to know to understand jokes and references in the show. You just have to watch that episode. Yeah. And it also gives you a good summary of, I mean, the two episodes together, that's why I don't regret it. I would add the other one because... These two episodes are the quintessential Sharon and Fifi episodes. Exactly, that was going to say. That was my point too. It's if it's if it's important for anything aside from the Willem thing, it's kind of where the Fifi and Sharon drama comes to a head because they kind of squash it after this. Yeah, because they because they finally lip synced against each other. Yeah. So okay, well, um, let's just talk about it now. Do you want to announce right now what the next episode we're going to discuss is? You you know you you as the historian of the show, you I'm giving you a lot of the 
the, the, uh, the control here uh, to choose uh, what episodes we do next. So you want, do you want to announce the episode you've chosen to do next? Yes. The next episode we will be doing is going to be a jump ahead a few seasons. And I want us to talk about season seven, episode three, which is Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Now, now, now tell me why this episode. And, and, and I'm going to give you a little bit of uh, Drag Race recap trivia. This episode for me is interesting because it's um, a, the challenge itself is a train wreck. Mm-hmm. I think a criticism of season seven is that there are too many group acting challenges. This is a group acting challenge. It doesn't go well. Mm-hmm. We get Jasmine Masters and her most amazing dress of all time that gets her sent home. Mm-hmm. It's a great Kylie Minogue song for a lip sync. And it has it features the beard runway, which, as Milk talks about, she inspired for from season six. So I think it's a really good there's some really good looks that episode. Um, okay. So that's why I want to talk about it. All right. Great. You know, you get to choose and we'll have fun talking. But I'm going to tell you something. A uh, little bit of RuPaul's Drag Race recap trivia. I believe, if memory serves correctly, this episode is when the podcast actually started. Interesting. Yeah. I think the very first recap we ever did was season seven, episode three. Uh, we decided to do the to recap a couple episodes in. So then what we did was like, a day or two later, after we recorded that recap, we went back and recorded recaps for episodes one and two. So even if you go back and listen, season seven, episode one isn't technically the first one we did. I believe it's season seven, episode three of the show is the actual first one that Daniel, Donna, and I did is the very that's first some fun one. little trivia. Yeah. So uh, that's actually, so weird that you chose this episode. I believe this is the very first one that we ever did. Um, yeah. All right. Well, that concludes this week's episode of Reflections, a limited series from RuPaul's Drag Race Recap. Be sure to join us next week when we recap Season 7, Episode 3, titled Shakespeare. So, for un- so until then, for Evan Ayers and myself. Wops. Want to share your thoughts about Drag Race? Email us at DragRaceRecap at gmail.com. For up-to-the-minute news about the show, follow us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash DragRaceRecap and follow us on Twitter at DragRaceRecap. To find all of our old episodes, visit our website at DragRaceRecap.com. You can follow Evan Ayers on Instagram at Evan M. Ayers, that's E-V-A-N-M-A-Y-R-E-S, and on Twitter at Nobody Cares, that's N-O-B-O-D-Y-C-A-Y-R-E-S. Follow Joe Batanz on Instagram and Twitter at Joe Batanz, and you can also find me on my other podcast, Catching Up with Mike and Joe, available at Catching Up Podcast and wherever you get your podcasts.